joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. Today, we start an amazing series that's going to be dedicated to Advent, preparing for Christmas, preparing for the birth of baby Jesus. During each of these weeks, we will have a special guest pastor who will be walking us through a conversation. Today, I am so excited to welcome Pastor Matthew Dennert from Castleton, North Dakota. He is with the Crossroads Community Evangelical Free Church. He is going to be talking to us all about hope. Welcome to the show, Pastor Matthew. Hi, good to be here. I am so glad that you're here because, of course, I hoped that it would work out great. Ha ha ha. Okay, that was my joke for the day. So one of the things you and I have talked about is that hope really is the crux of everything because we need hope, don't we? Absolutely. And, and as, we, as we take a look at our world today, we see darkness and hurt and pain all over the place. But even in a world full of darkness and chaos, there is hope in Jesus Christ. That is, that's it. That's the basis of everything. I can't tell you how many times, especially over the last two years, I have actually said to myself, I do not know what I would do if I didn't have Jesus, because my hope in him is what I have literally looked to every single day of my life once I accepted the Lord as my Savior. You know, and the hard thing is we are tempted all the time and bombarded through advertisements, through our own desires, through everything else, to pursue things that are not of a, of an eternal Jesus Christ hope. And those things, they might seem good for a little bit, but they leave us just as devastated, if not worse, later on, after we should, knowing that we should have gone to Jesus Christ for our hope to begin with. Absolutely. One of the things that I really wanted to make sure we got clear to people right up front is the significance of tying in hope during this time of Advent and preparation to Christmas and the birth of Christ. Why is it really important during this time frame? I, I'm having the, the Sound of Music song stuck in my head. Let's start from the very beginning. <laughs> and um, a perfect heaven and earth. Everything in creation was made perfect. And then something happened. The, the fall where sin entered the world broke it. And we're not just talking about one, one thing that broke uh, in this, or one thing breaking as a result of sin entering in the world. Um, but we have four broken relationships due to sin entering in the world. And the first broken relationship is our relationship with God. When we have sin and, and are broken by sin, we need to have a relationship made right with God. The second relationship that we saw that's broken is our relationship with others. When God asked um, Adam and Eve what they did, Adam, I don't know how he did this, but Adam said, she made me do it. So you see a broken relationship between Adam and Eve, and so our broken relationship with others. The third is the broken relationship with ourselves, that we have a, a broken relationship with ourselves. Now we inherit a sinful nature. Now we inherit desires that are not of God, that we've inherited that as well. And then the fourth broken relationship is our relationship with the earth. We see um, storms. Uh, we see pain in the earth. It's hard to farm, it's hard to make crops, it's hard to uh, even just make a living um, as a result of this. And this we need hope in Jesus Christ. And I, and I love as we, I mean, people often forget that the Old Testament to the New Testament, there was 400 years of silence between those two 
pieces. There was no word from the Lord. There was no, there was no real hope there. And then all of a sudden, as we take, talk about hope, entering in the world through the form of Jesus Christ as a helpless babe, he stepped down to make right these four broken relationships. I love this. And it's not even that we just have all of a sudden this birth of Jesus, but look how he came to us. I love that you bring up the fact, you know, he comes as this helpless baby, but I look at so many of the things even surrounding that. You know, he's literally in what my guess is was probably more like a feeding trough as he comes to us. Mm-hmm. And I think about people who are looking for hope. Most of us that probably at some point made this decision to come to Christ weren't exactly living a perfect life, right? And so I think there's something in there that really compels me around the Christmas accounting in that it's not just a romanticized version of what's happening, but Jesus really met us where we were all at as well. We have to remember that this is the start of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. This isn't the finished place because there's hope in baby Jesus. Um, But then they forget to go to where Jesus died and rose again on the cross and purchased our salvation. Um, And and that's where they stop. Oftentimes they just stop at Christmas time thinking, well, Jesus came, so that's great. But we have to remember that Jesus came not only um, to, to make us right, but he knew, like even as he gets closer to Easter, he knew um, that he was marching to his death as the, the triumphal entry. Um, and that's where our true hope lies, is at, the, is at our salvation through Jesus Christ on, on, the, on the cross. There's something else that has been really coming to me as I've been reflecting on this time this year, maybe a little bit last year, but this year in particular, is that this preparation for Christmas and this time of being able to get prepared It is not just for baby Jesus now. It's also the hope that he will come again. He is going to come again. And I also love this connection. We cannot really talk about Christmas without talking about Easter, can we? It's all connected. Mm -hmm. And as we take a look at this, one of my um, favorite phrases to hate within New Testament theology is the already but the not yet. So Jesus Christ has already won and purchased our salvation and made us whole and complete through him in front of God on his death and resurrection of Jesus, or on the cross. But it's not fully going to be realized until his return when he comes back at the second coming. Now, we still have Jesus' authority. We still have Jesus' hope. We still have him um, guiding us and leading us through the Holy Spirit in our lives while we wait for his return. But that already, but not yet, tension also kind of shows the purpose of why we still need hope. You know, uh, other, other uh, scripture writers say, let us cling to the hope that we know will come. You know, let us cling to the hope that we know is coming. And that's, that's our blessed hope. That's our, our, our um, hope in Christ's return. Amen. Amen. Preach it, brother. I'm like ready. <laughs> so the other thing that I started thinking about is that Sometimes I feel like people look at me like, well, it's so easy to talk about hope, blah, blah, blah. Life is hard. Life is tough. And you know what I'm talking about. And then it sounds like the broken record that starts happening. Let's talk about life is hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those um, Captain Obvious statements, right? But it, it ties back to those four broken relationships. 
um, that because sin entered the world. That's why life is hard. If you want to sit there and say why, or even I at times want to shake my fist and say, God, why are you allowing this? And then I have to go back to my own and say, oh, yeah, sin entered the world. But as a result of this, you know, I just kind of take a look at it and, like, I'd ar- even argue that there is nothing in life that can steal our hope more than when we find ourselves tired and worn out and even just weary. And I think, you know, we talked about last year and this year. I think I don't know of, a, of another time where I've been more tired or I've been more worn out. I think I've been kind of still doing the same things, but I'm just, like, I just feel burdened. And I just feel like life right now just feels heavy. You know, and I just imagine, you know, people listening, waiting for a diagnosis from a doctor or looking at a bill that they don't know how they're going to pay. Or maybe they're taking a look at their marriage and just saying, I don't know how we're going to work this out. Or enduring further COVID-19 disruptions in our lives. And then at the same time, trying to grow spiritually all at the same time. And uh, Vince Lombardi once said that fatigue makes cowards of us all. And I think that's where we need to dig into the hope of Jesus Christ, because right now we are tired, we are burdened, and that could make us a coward in our own spiritual walk, in our life, and how we respond to the chaos of the moment. I agree a hundred percent, and I often talk. I, mean, I often talk from a brain perspective too. When people are stressed out, when they are feeling like there's chaos, their prefrontal cortex isn't even working the way that. It is designed to be working. And so when you're talking about um, the stressed out and the tired and the just all of the things that go along with that, it's also affecting the way that we're interacting with other people. And one of the things that I think as Christians, it is so important is people are looking at our actions. They're looking at how we are showing up in the world. And if we as Christians aren't demonstrating the hope, if we as Christians are not caring for self in terms of being responsible for our own mental, spiritual, and physical health, it's like, what are we representing, right? Because we are a piece of the hope that people see about the Lord. Absolutely. And there's a, you know, there's a lawyer that asked Jesus a question of saying, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus simply said two things. He said, first, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And second, it's the same as the first, love the... Um, love your neighbor as yourself. And this is right before we saw the Good Samaritan story. And, and take a look at the way that Jesus ordered that. He ordered it by saying, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. When we're fatigued, when we're tired, Jesus was saying there that you can't be of help to others, or even yourself, without loving God, without loving the Lord, without loving the Lord. And not only just a a, um, I call it bumper sticker type faith, or a shallow cliche Christianity that's only an inch deep. Jesus said, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is a complete relationship. If we don't have a complete relationship with Jesus Christ, we don't have hope. And then, if we don't have that complete relationship, we don't share or show that hope to others who need it, and that God has called us to tell us tell them to tell them about himself amen it's so true we are going to talk more about that burden we're actually even going to talk about that yoke and how we can uh maybe shift the way that we're looking at that and so much more around hope we are visiting with pastor matthew dennert 
from Castleton, North Dakota, from the Crossroads Community Evangelical Free Church. My name is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We'll be back. We're going to take a brief pause. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services. Services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We'd love to hear feedback on the show. Have you heard a guest who inspired you or drew you deeper into relationship with the Lord? Was there a topic that really resonated with you? Do you have a show idea around joy? We would love to hear from you. We want to build a community of joy. Please email Deb at lifefulofjoy.com and put feedback in the subject line. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Devin Gregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking all about hope today. My guest is Pastor Matthew Dennert. He is from Castleton, North Dakota, with the Crossroads Community Evangelical Free Church. Welcome back to the show. Pastor Matthew, before we went into the break, we were talking about a lot of the chaos and stress and burdens that people have been feeling. You were talking about the yoke. Let's dig into this a little bit more because, as you mentioned, who has gone through the last two years and not felt fatigued or tired, right? Absolutely. And uh, just to clarify, we're not talking about egg yolks here. We're talking about... um, (laughs) (laughs) I know we're we're just finishing up through Thanksgiving here, so uh, let's get our minds off of food for a second. Uh, As we get into this passage, it's important for us to know what a yoke is. And so... As you saw people farming, uh, when they had to use cattle or bulls to pull their equipment, they would tie together with a yoke. And this was something that was laid on their shoulders, and that went around their neck, and then that would, be, uh, that would allow them to pull the plow or uh, whatever other tool they were using. And so um, just imagine, as we are living life, that the, the pressures and the burden of life are just getting pushed down on our shoulders, and, like, causing us to walk slower, causing us to move slower, causing us to, to be burdened. And it's like, it'd be like a 30-pound a vest as you're climbing up a mountain. You know, you just have this, this um, tiredness. You just have every step is painful. And I can't think of a better description of where we're at today than just saying that, you know, everything just feels like a burden now. <laughs> it's not the same way it used to. So there's a passage, Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30, uh, that really addresses this. Because this is where Jesus, I absolutely love this, because Jesus calls out the fact that we have burdens in life, but not only does he just point it out, but he gives us the solution. And that's where our hope comes from. So listen to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. But I'm reading from the English Standard Version. 
Uh, verse 28 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Can we just pause for a moment and just take a look at that verse real quick? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I would say, come to me, all who are killing it. Come to me, all who are just having an easy time. Come to me, all who <laughs> are nailing it right now. <laughs> like Jesus right here just says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not saying, come to me and pretend like everything's okay. He already knows that we're tired. But he says, come to me, everyone who is labored or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then verse 29 goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Not only does Jesus tell us to come, but he says, take my yoke upon me, learn from me. I am gentle and I am lowly in heart. Like, I, what I love about Jesus saying this and why he's our hope is he knows that we're heavy laden. He knows that we're burdened, and he's not going to sit there and say, well, hey, dummy, you need a change. He's going to be gentle with us. He's going to be humble with us. He's going to give us rest for our souls, which is our biggest need. And then he goes on in verse 30 to say, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. <sighs> What would we do without the Lord? I mean, I just, mm. it's almost like as you read that, I just feel a peace. Mm. Amen. Just knowing that we have Jesus. He is our hope, and he will release these burdens for us if we give them to him. And this is there's something in here about how do we get ourselves to a point where we realize, man, I don't have to take all this on. I can release it to God. I can give it to the Lord. You know, we're trained in our modern times to live life without um, without margin. We're hard on ourselves. We work hard to keep up with others around us. And we get weary and we get tired. But Jesus is saying, hey, that's, that's not the way. He says, come to me. And, and learn from me, and I'm gentle, and I'll find rest for your souls. And I look at that, and I mean, how difficult is it to not get overwhelmed or stressed out by people's social media posts where you just all of a sudden see their highlights and think, well, their whole life is great. And, uh, and here, here we're just having Jesus say, hey, it's, it, those things may be good, but it's not about that. Come to me, and I'll give you a rest. Well, and let's point out, if anybody's listening about that social media thing, I always talk about, I call it the third, you mean the 30 second snapshot that we make up, that's what their life is like. I, Mm -hmm. Pastor Matthew, one day I actually saw a gal take over a hundred photos of herself sitting on a fireplace in a coffee shop trying to get, quote, the perfect shot. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And I witnessed this and I thought, is this what we've come to? That there's something in here about what are we really, what are we really going for with this, right? What are we really trying to say? That, like you said, oh, I'm killing it. I got it all together. <laughs> okay, I'm showing you the thirty seconds of I'm killing it, right? <laughs> That's right. And, and the sad thing is, when we're pretending to kill it, we miss out on the great fact that one. For example, she was sitting in front of a beautiful fireplace. She probably had a delicious cup of coffee in her hand, and she might have been able to find rest in that moment. But she took a hundred pictures to pretend that she found rest. 
and Let's and well, and I and I I hope it doesn't sound as as a judgment to me. It's it's an awareness piece of what mm-hmm. what is this saying about us as a society? And I'm not saying that everybody does it. And what I also know is that there is definitely a percentage. And I get really curious about where are we placing our hope when we are doing this, right? So when we look at our behaviors. What are we really saying about where our hope is and how we choose to live a life when we know the hope is in Jesus Christ? Well, and you know, I think when we when we don't have our eyes fixed on Jesus and when we're not looking on him, that's when our yoke gets really heavy. Because your yoke is either going to crush you or you, if your yoke is on the right place, it's going to be life-giving. And anything that is not of our hope Jesus Christ will crush us. And, and so at what Jesus said in this passage of, in Matthew 11, he said, um, he said, come and take my yoke, that we have to take our yoke off and then put his on. Yeah, it's so true. And it also, what's really coming up for me as you're talking about this is the tie back into sin. Because think about the burden of sin when we sit with it, Right. And then how much heavier and heavier and heavier it gets. And the Lord is just standing there saying, hey, I'm here. Give it over. Release it out. Because there you are know, so many layers to this. Yeah, and I think it's so, it's so dangerous when we fool ourselves about how devastating sin is in our life. And just take a look at Adam and Eve's kids. Not even one generation made it without doing a horrible sin where Cain killed his brother Abel. Uh, like, that's how fast sin destroyed everything. And so if we sit there and if we toy with, if we play with sin, if we just kind of um, tiptoe around it, like, it's going to destroy us without the hope of Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, put that yoke aside, put that, say no to that yoke, and come to me and find your hope in me, because I will give you the rest that you need. Yeah, it's so true. And You know, I was thinking about, you know, if you've ever gone to like a prayer ministry retreat or a retreat where people are just so filled with the Lord, they look lighter. They literally look lighter. You can see it in the face. You can see it in the body. You can see it in the way they walk because they are completely in with the Lord in those moments. Yeah, and we, you know, we, I think we need to realize that Jesus offers hope by reminding us that our value is not found in how well we hold it together. Or when things get tough, how we compare ourselves to people around us. But our value comes from the love that Jesus has for us and the grace that he gives us. And that's where we need to stop. Mm-hmm. We need to stop and reflect on that. Because anything else that we go to, whether it's my good job or it's my abilities or it's my talents, those don't offer hope. Those offer burdens. Yeah, it's Jesus so true. Christ offers love through his grace that he gives us freely, without cost. Yes, amen. I wanted to ask you about a connection between hope and faith. Do you think that our faith increases because of our hope in Jesus, or do you think it's the other way around? Maybe it's both. Uh, So to answer both questions, yes. <laughs> I think it's in in both cir- it's in different circumstances, you know. So we take a look at it, and I think there's times where our faith will be really strong, and then we can have hope from that. 
And then there's times where maybe maybe we're we're tired, we're burdened, you know, and maybe we're going back to that Vince Lombardi quote, maybe fatigue has just made us become a coward and we just feel overwhelmed. But that's when we say, I don't know what the solution is right now, but I know my hope lies in Jesus Christ. And so if that faith is low right now or it's just, I don't know what's going to happen here, lean on that hope and just say, you know what, I know that Christ will make this right. Yes, and he will make this right. We have just a little bit of time left. What is your final thought or just final inspiration that you want to give everyone around hope? Well, first, without Jesus Christ, we have no hope. And, and you know, I don't want any listeners to feel guilty or shameful that maybe they've gone the wrong direction. Maybe they just feel overwhelmed with the decisions that they made. That Maybe, you know what they said, I knew this was wrong, but I've still done it for years and I have to get rid of it, there is still hope in Jesus Christ. And if you come to him, he's not going to bash you over the head. He's not going to make you um, do tons of penance. He, he just wants to come. He has his arms wide open for you. And he wants to offer you hope for a better tomorrow. He wants to offer you hope for a true purpose that can come from him, that only comes from him. He wants to offer you the hope of a clean slate being made right in the eyes of God, no longer having the burden and the yoke of sin on our lives. And he wants to offer you hope and peace and rest that is only found in Jesus. And when we go to Jesus, that is where our hope is. Amen. Amen. Pastor Matthew Dennert, Castleton, North Dakota, Crossroads Community Evangelical Free Church. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about hope. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Philip Elke for engineering the program for today. Have a great day, everyone. Live Joy and Share Joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.